Welcome to Trinity's Daily Podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel. I'm the senior pastor here at Trinity Anglican in Atlanta. We're glad to have you with us. I'm going to read a short passage of scripture from John 15, and then we're just going to pray, spend a few minutes together thinking about the word, asking for help. First, let's read. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit, and every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we ask today that you would give us grace to consider your word. Jesus, we want to hear your teaching. God, we want to be fruitful. We ask, God, that you would give us some insight today here at the beginning of our day as we look together at the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus makes it very clear here that he is the vine, the Father is the vine grower, and we are the branches that are connected to the vine. It's a beautiful analogy of what it means to be fruitful. And if you think about the purpose, the ultimate purpose of a vineyard, uh, a place where grapes are born, uh, I would submit to you that the ultimate purpose of a vineyard is not just to produce grapes, it's to produce wine. Uh, Jesus uses this imagery and uh, it actually spans back into the Old Testament. Lots of imagery of the people of God being viewed as a vineyard, a place where wine would be cultivated. Psalm 104 verse 15 says, God gave wine to gladden the hearts of men. Uh, and I would say to you that the purpose of a fruitful life is to bring joy to God and to other people. If you are being the kind of woman that God's called you to be, if you're being the kind of man the Lord's called you to be, you will be an intoxicating agent to people around you. You will bring joy uh, and brightness. And that's the purpose of fruit bearing. Uh, it's to bring joy. It's to uh, enlighten and enliven the heart of God and the heart of people. And Jesus makes that very clear here. And what he does, I think, in making this analogy is give us a little bit of a way to think about the way our lives are meant to be cultivated. There are three things here that Jesus calls out, and I just want to put them before you for your consideration. He says that for us to be the fruitful uh, part of the vineyard that the Lord has called us to be, uh, we must have three things happen. Number one, branches that have become useless have to be removed. Branches that are useful have to be pruned. There's a difference there. And thirdly, the branch has to remain connected. It has to abide in the vine. So let's think about these three things. The useless parts that are cut away, branches that are cut off, uh, bundled up and discarded. Uh, I believe Jesus would put his finger here on places in me that have become useless. Um, sin patterns, uh, things I believe that are not true or helpful about myself, about God. I think all of us probably in one way or another are being confronted with the useless branches in our lives right now. It's nothing like a little bit of quiet to cause all the lies we believe to come flying to the surface or uh, attitudes or coping mechanisms, habits that are not uh, helpful and not life-giving. I believe that every one of us probably if we spent just a few minutes considering, contemplating, would identify areas in our own lives that are useless, places that probably just need to go, need to be cut off and discarded. I've been aware in recent days of 
just things I've believed about myself or about God that are just not true. And as those things come to my mind, I've been asking Jesus, uh, asking the Father to cut them off and remove those things for me. Y'all, for all of us, uh, there are just parts of your life that need to go, uh, things that need to stop, that need to cease. And I think Jesus gives us a great image there when he speaks about branches that need to be cut off. So what in your life needs to be cut off? Um, unhealthy patterns of thinking, unhealthy patterns of behaving, maybe even an unhealthy relationship, uh, what needs to go? I think those are really important questions to put before the Lord as we seek to be fruitful. But the second one, uh, what needs to be pruned? Where are there places that are not useless, actually places where there's fruit being born, but it needs to be pruned and trimmed back? Now, those of us who don't garden the thought of pruning seems really unkind because you're taking something that's bearing fruit and chopping at it, hacking at it. But here's what we know. If we don't prune, we end up with a diminishing return. If we allow the garden of our lives, the vine of our lives to just go natural, to go as it would go without pruning and cutting back, without going through the painful process of eliminating certain parts of us that, uh, that need to be cut back, trimmed, uh, we won't be the kind of fruitful people. We won't bear fruit in abundance like we're meant to bear. And so I would just ask this, where's the season representing a time where you're being pruned, where you're being cut back? Uh, we're probably spending less time traveling, less time driving, less time maybe even working right now. And I think there are places in us where we're being pruned, where things had become tangly, I think this season is a season, at least it is for me, of getting down to essentials. I think a pruning is happening in my own life regarding how I view productivity and achievement. Uh, it's harder to achieve during a season of isolation, a season where we're so cut off from one another. And so where's the Lord wanting to prune in you? I hope that some of this pruning reminds us that we can flourish with less hanging on our branches. I think the Lord probably wants to trim us back in some places and frankly is. The question is, are we aware of it and are we allowing him to do his work? And here's the third one, learning to abide. Jesus says, we're the branches and he's the vine and that we have to stay connected to him. We have to stay vitally connected if we're to be the fruitful branches that God calls us to be. And I would just say to you, now is the time to tend to your life with God. Now is the time for you and me to learn how to be with God in our daily life. I believe the Lord wants you and me to remain connected to him like never before right now through daily practices of devotion and reflection. Uh, now is the time for you to name and identify the way you will live your life with God. And I want to commend to you something I heard Pete and Jerry Scazzaro mentioned in their podcast, the Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast, just a couple of weeks ago. They were speaking of rule of life, and they broke their rule of life into four categories, work, rest, relationships, and worship or devotion. And I would encourage you to think about your own life in these four categories. So work, your paid and unpaid work. Um, what are you doing right now that's work? You need to be intentional about that. And to do that to the best of your ability, acknowledging your limitations. I think that we're all probably having to acknowledge that we're not as productive as we were before this pandemic hit. And that's okay. It actually needs to be celebrated that we're probably in a pruning season with regard to how much we can actually work and accomplish relative to what was going on before. But I think naming your work is really important. 
It's a way to be with God, learning to remain connected to him, is to acknowledge your work, both the paid work you have, but also the work around the house, tending to the kids, uh, doing the dishes, uh, cutting the grass, um, doing the things that need to be done for which you're not compensated. That's all work. Secondly, rest, tending to the places in our lives that uh, call for us to be recharged. Um, Sabbath keeping is so important, y'all. Don't let your work just nibble at every portion, every moment, every sector of your life right now. We have to actually stop occasionally. Um, this last Saturday, I didn't open my computer, not once, the whole day. And it was a good thing for me to cease to rest. Uh, exercise, walking my dog is a form of rest for me. It's an opportunity for me to um, unplug my mind and to engage my body outside in a way that brings life. Uh, leisurely cooking right now with our family has become a form of rest. It's really fun to banter and laugh in the kitchen as we're cooking a meal. Um, we bought the Taqueria cookbook and are spending on Sundays, you know, an hour or two, maybe three in the kitchen all together, cooking and laughing and listening to music. Uh, that's a form of rest. Uh, being with my family, with my wife, um, laying on the couch at the very end of the day. These are all forms of rest that I think we need to quantify. Take it very seriously. Name how you're resting right now. Thirdly, relationships. Um, you must remain connected, married or single, in a house full of people or all by yourself. We have to cultivate connection, even in a strange time. So I'm being intentional about conversations with my wife, uh, with my kids, with my friends via FaceTime, Zoom. Um, you've got to tend to relationships right now. No matter where you are and what's going on in life, it's going to help you remain connected to God. And fourthly, uh, worship or devotion. Church means a lot to me these days. Uh, worshiping on Sunday with you all, uh, even though I'm in my living room and you're in yours, uh, that means so much to me. The songs that our worship leaders are singing, the daily devotions that are happening on this podcast, I'm taking comfort in those things just like you are. We've got to be really intentional uh, God wants us to be the kinds of men and women that grow. Um, I'm as committed as ever to reading my Bible, reflectively reading my Bible every single morning, uh, taking quiet time before the day really gets going to be with God in the Word. So work, rest, relationship, and devotion, you need to name how you're engaging each of those four areas. That will help you and me remain connected, help us abide. At westside.atltrinity.org, about halfway down, We've got a practices section on the website where we're going to be putting weekly devotional guides to help you follow up, to think about the Bible, to, to ask reflective questions. I believe that this is an important way for you and for me to be the kind of joyful people that we're meant to be. We've got to do our lives on purpose, y'all. And that means some things in your life need to go. Some things in your life need to be pruned. And you've got to cultivate very intentionally how you're going to abide and be with God. And Jesus ends it, I think, in a very telling way. Those things, branch removal, pruning, and abiding, they work to put Jesus' joy in us and make our joy complete. I pray that you would experience deep and abundant joy, almost an inexplicable joy during such a strange season. Y'all, it's available to us to be people who receive and walk in the joy of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that would be yours today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Go in peace.